Good evening, everyone. That was a bit weird. That was a bit of a delayed reaction. If you're watching it live on the on, on the camera, then it was black screens and no faces. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Squared Circle Podcast, the UK's number one pro wrestling podcast, wrestling chat for wrestling fans. Andy here, of course, joined as always by my new team of tag team partners. Uh, joining me to my right is Stefan Bennett. Stefan, how you doing? Woo! Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And joining us down below, uh, looking up, as he should be, even though he's my boss in Pro Wrestle Dorset, uh, it is, of course, the owner of PWD. Uh, more news on that coming later tonight. It's Sam Mello. Sam, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah! Yeah, no, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm ready right, how, how many times are we going to have that? Um, I think we should actually maybe have a yeah counter in the corner. Uh, when it comes to mm. SummerSlam, I think that would be broken. Um, I am in waiting of my LA Knights t-shirt that is coming through the post. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll be wearing that every week. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, good doing the show. Uh, we will see you next week. So long. <laughs> well. Now, very quickly, if you've wondered where we've been for the past couple of weeks, well, it's a very good question. Uh, and then let's give you the breakdown. The last show we did was two weeks ago. It was Forbidden Door Review, and it was also Money in the Bank Preview, uh, because that weekend, Money in the Bank was taking place at the O2 here in the UK. Now, we haven't been back on since, and that's partly because of me. So, uh, as some of you will know, I have uh, suffered from depression and, and various other things. I've had an attack. Um, it's come back and creeped its ugly head. So I've not been very well. So I'm doing okay now, but I just had to have some time away. And also I got a new job just to add to the, to, to the pressures. So um, yeah, things have been a bit manic. So I had to take some time for myself. Hence no show. We don't get paid for this. This is purely a hobby. Uh, so I took some time out, but there are no shows, but we are back now and we will be back for the foreseeable future, whether or not we're live. Don't know. We are having, I'm having a lot of building work done at the back of the house. As you can tell, I'm now inside, not outside like I was last time. Um, but what it has done is it's allowed us to look at the format of the show and make some changes. Now, the first change that we can now officially say is welcome to Sam, who is joining us as a co-host of the show. So Sam, welcome to TSC properly, not just a guest anymore. How are you, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, really buzzing. Thank you very much. Uh, I am, as you can guys see, I've got my little uh, minion with me, my little Betsy. Uh, she, I, that's another reason why I've not been available the last two weeks. I've just become a dog dad for the second time. I'm the self-proclaimed dog father of professor, professional wrestling. Um, so yeah, so... I've, I've been crazy with that, but it's, it's amazing to be part of this team. Um, it was lovely being a guest. It's now even more amazing about being part of the team. Yeah. Oh, God, that's number two. You do have, uh, I know this for a fact, a lot of ideas uh, for, for going forward on the show. So I'm sure some of them will be coming in. In fact, some of them started coming in tonight, uh, and we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, but talking about that, we do have new segments on the show. Um some of them are going to be old favorites, but repackaged, and some of them are going to be brand new. So we're going to be kicking off tonight with a new format. We're going to be kicking off with Event Center. We'll explain more about how this is going to work, because you might be sat there going, well, hang on a minute. Event Center is where you do a pay-per-view preview or a prediction, right? Not necessarily anymore. We'll talk more about that. We're also going to be debuting 
Road to Five Star. Now, Road to Five Star, we'll talk more about that when we get to it in the end, but that is replacing Top Picks. So anyone who wants to get the violins out and, and do a sermon for the loss of Top Picks, please, please do now. I think Sam's doing uh, like just doing it too much justice just by that minute little violin. Thanks, Sam. Um, World's smallest violin. <laughs> um, just want to sorry to interject. Um, when Sam's like just explaining about becoming a dog father and and whatnot, um, some people may have been aware of this, and I'll get this off my chest now. Is unfortunately uh, last week uh, I had to announce my retirement um, from professional wrestling. Um, I had physio, uh, last beginning of last week. Uh, it didn't go very, very well. I've got, uh, potential prolapse discs in my back. Uh, I've got an, actually got a full assessment tomorrow, but they've turned around and said to me that I'm pretty much done. Um, so Kieran Cross, the manager and whatnot is on the back burner for the foreseeable. Definitely how, if it'll ever resurface or whatever, it's another matter I don't know, uh, unlikely. But, um, yeah, I just want to thank um, everyone, UKPW for starters, um, Anton Green, the original owner, um, Alex Gilbert and uh, Jack Fenton, who own it now, for all the opportunities, giving me my uh, um, so many fantastic memories and opportunities that I've had. It's got great memories through there. And also uh, EWE as well for allowing the Kieran Cross gimmick to um, finally... Uh, make his appearance and uh, reign some terror for a, uh, a little while. Um, so yeah, it's at the moment. It's uh, that's it. It's the end of the road for that for, for me. Uh, but I hope one day I'll be in a better physical uh, as well as mental place to be able to bring Kieran Cross back and seriously, seriously uh, terrorize some promotions. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to get uh, just to put that out there for those who didn't know, and again, just thank everyone uh, for being a part of the journey. It's been amazing. Wow, well, sorry to hear that, but obviously, all things you know happen for a reason, and and onwards and upwards. Absolutely. For you. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Let's. That's all the that that's all the drama out the way. Let's get to it. Let's kick off right now. How we're going to mean to this is event center. All right, so Event Center is different from now. Each host has chosen one match from this past week in professional wrestling to break down and talk about in more detail. We're going to be finding out why we picked the match. Was it because of the storytelling? Was it the in-ring action? And what was the impact on the overall level of professional wrestling? So let's, let's go to Sam, first of all. So Sam, which match did you pick? Uh, I picked the Owen Hart um, tournament final for the men, and that was CM Punk versus uh, Ricky Stark. I believe he's known as Absolute Ricky Stark. Um, I thought it was an amazing match. Um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it, but where have you been uh, this last week? And we're talking about it now, so <laughs> sorry. Um, Ricky Stark's won. Completely blew, blew, blew me out of the water. I thought it was going to be a CM Punk win. I thought it was set to be a CM Punk win, but no, it was Ricky. I loved it. It the way it was put together, 
was amazing. And I found out today it was produced and coached round um, the same match as the the tag team match that I'm sure one of you are going to talk about. Um, it was produced by Av- Avi Davari. I can never pronounce his first name. Avri Davari. Yeah. 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 I, it, I mean, that's it, fine. That's <laughs> fine. I will say this. I thought that match was tremendous for various different reasons. And one of the main ones was that unexpectedness. It took you back to being a fan of old where we, you know, we're, we've been involved in the industry one way or the other, whether or not it's the owner of a promotion, whether or not it's a talent, whether or not it's a commentator or a booker, the three of us have at one point all been a part of the, of the business. Um, or you've been a, a wrestling journalist for 20 odd years. Um, so you'd be kind of come a bit, what's the word, um, tarnished in terms of the finishes. You understand the finishes more, you become quite cynical. And I was the, I was like you, I went into this thinking, CM Punk all the way, it's going to be a squash. Mm-hmm. They made Ricky Starks look like a star in that match. That made him main event. Yeah, yeah, I'd say just just about definitely. I think it was a really cool swerve. I'm I'm dissatisfied with the manner of the victory because of the name of the tournament, and what it's there for, etc. And like you, Andy, I straight away we said this has got punk uh, a punk victory all over it. You know, we all know how much he he loves Bret Hart as well and the Hart family. Uh, even wearing just like FTR did, you know, the the tribute um, attire. And that I thought it was going to... I expected a good match and I expected Punk to make Ricky look as good as he can be anyway. But I didn't see that finish coming and uh, pleasantly surprised. I, I would I, I would just want to go back on one thing you said. I want to disagree with you on one thing, which is yep. you didn't like the way it finished because of, of, of who it was for the tournament. Now, and what I'm going to say with that is... Owen Hart was known for the majority of his career as being one of the most dastardly heels, right? He would do anything he could to get a finish. This, I think, played down the Owen Hart strength. And actually, I think it did Ricky Starks a world of good because as a face character, I don't think absolute Ricky Starks was working. As a heel, Mm. Ricky Starks can be up there with MJF. I I agree. And I, I see your point as well, to, to an extent. It, it d- did have Owen, uh, Owen Hart-esque uh, th- uh, end to it. But, I mean, for me, in terms of the, just the, the tournament and it being the final, I was hoping that the victory would have been the clean finish um, for, for me. So maybe pull that out in the semi-finals, um, you know, have have that little tribute to him there. That's just me. That's that's what I personally think for the actual f- final. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ricky starts to look like an absolute star in that match and fair play to him. Uh, I look forward to seeing where he goes from here. Now, I don't know if this is just me, but what I would have loved to have seen in that match is Owen Hart, um, not Owen Hart, Ricky Starks doing the victory role off the top turnbuckle on the mm. shoulders of CM Punk, uh, yeah. you know the 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 Owen maneuver. I, mm. I that would have have made me mark out. I, I'll be quite honest. I would have marked out if that had happened because that that would just solidify it, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah. We we we've got to give a shout out as well. It's not one of the matches to talk about tonight, but we've got to give a shout out as well to Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho, mm. the women's final for the Owen Hart. Willow Nightingale, apart from having the most addictive in your head 
theme music of any superstar in history. As mom. Love that girl. I love that woman. She's my new favorite. She beats Nikita Lyons. Um, mm. She's brilliant. I mean, she's yeah. just, what is there not to like about Willow Nightingale? And yeah. the heel turn for Ruby Soho a few months ago as part of the Outcast and what she's been doing. This is the best work Ruby Soho has done in a long time. So wanted to give a shout out to that. Yeah, agree, agree. Uh, but it still maintains the fact though, that Ruby Soho still can't catch a break when it comes to uh, winning things. I don't think she needs to. I think she's a Ted DiBiase perspective now where she doesn't need to win a championship. But we've got news on AEW Women's Championships coming up shortly. Um, the last thing about that match, though. Yeah. That I, the little thing, I don't know about if you guys would agree, but I felt it almost, there's a little bit of it was like passing the torch. Like if that was CM Punk's last ever match, I'd feel satisfied about him passing the torch to Ricky Starks. About ha- it just had that little feel. I don't want CM Punk now. He's back. I'm actually okay with him being back and all that lot. But I'm, I'm like, I was like, it was just presently surprised how much I felt like almost it was a little bit of t- passing the torchness. Do you not think this is CM Punk making amends? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. This is the CM Punk. I'm really not an asshole yeah. at all. I'm actually starting to maybe expect that might actually be the next rivalry for Punk. Might actually be Ricky Starks, and it's the, that complete switch where Punk is the face, Starks is the heel. Um, you know, we know Starks can go. I actually, considering how good that match was, I would actually like to see a program between the two of them. I, I have to say, I would, but not for a while. I think yeah. Punk's still got some stuff left. I've just cut my hand. I think Punk's got some stuff that you know he he still needs to do, and I'm still expecting some sort of blow off between the elite, but we'll, we'll get to that maybe in a few weeks time. Um, let's stay on collision mm. now. Let's go to my pick because quite frankly, I think this is a match of the candidate, a match of the year candidate. Um, if not one of the greatest tag team yeah. matches in history, FTR bullet club gold again on collision two out of three falls matchup. I don't even know where to start on this one. This this was this was platinum. If you, you would. you've got the aspect of the arguably the greatest tag team of the current era on one side, you've got one of well everyone knows that I'm a massive mark for Jay White anyway. Um, you've got him, one of the best in the world in my opinion. And then you've got an improve, ever improving Juice Robinson. I mean, he's just getting better and better and better. Um, that match was poetry in motion. It it had everything you could ever want in a tag team match, uh, and two out of three falls as well was just spoiling us. It really was. And honestly, for me, thus far, WrestleMania and that all aside, so far, match of the year of twenty twenty three. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Ooh, it. It's, it's, going de- with it. it's definitely top three. I don't know if it, I think you know. You've got to consider Kenny Omega, Will Osprey as being well. Uh, match uh, of the yeah, year. Oh, I'll throw that. Well, sorry, I, I mean it's a best tag team match of the year, hands down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not much to choose from, no. in fairness. But you know, but it, I, I would agree with you. I think that I think what you get with Dax and Cash, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, is what they say on the tin. One hundred percent top guys, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm loving, though, is it was on Collision, right? And everybody was saying this third show from All Elite Wrestling was going to bomb. It was going to be worse than Rampage. Mm. So far, I think we're five weeks in. Collision has been, for me, the top wrestling show 
beating Dynamite, yep. beating Raw, beating SmackDown. It's been tremendous. This week, however, the change. Nigel McGuinness, Ian Rockaboni, uh, Rickaboni, on commentary. What? Now, I love Kevin Kelly. I think Kevin Kelly is mm. a legitimate gold mine, and, and I love his work, and I love him and McGuinness, and I love him on New Japan. But Ian Rickaboni brought something totally different to that commentary booth that you don't hear from Kevin Kelly, you don't hear from Niger, uh, from Excalibur, you don't hear from Shivani, and they brought that pairing from Ring of Honor because they were doing ROH commentary, um, and it worked, and he sold yeah. it. And this match alone has made Jay White a main eventer in All Elite Wrestling. Oh, it should have this been was, anyway. But... This was Jay White's match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved the. Um, sorry, Sam. I was just going to say I loved it when uh, one of the points where because uh, let's put it, it was a match of of paying tribute to the sharpshooter. Let's face it. I mean, I lost count the amount of sharpshooters that were in that match, and there was this one point where um, Jay White's got the sharpshooter on, and he'd done that thing where Owen Hart used to sometimes do, where he used to bring the hand up when he used to get, get, give it like that while he'd have it on um, and signal to the crowd. And I loved the fact that he did that, the Owen Hart tribute, and then he lifted his arm up again to do the. The, the gun, the bullet club uh, guns up thing at the same time. Jay, as I said, this this is one of the reasons why I'm a massive, massive Jay White fan is I don't ever think I've ever seen him, even in New Japan, have a bad match. You know, even um, matches that are not of any significance, he look, he just looks good and he makes his opponent look, look, look good. Yeah, he, he does, but I think you've got to give prevalence here to FTR. I, I oh, don't. absolutely. This, this match wouldn't have worked, booked the same way with any no. other tag team bar no. FTR. Oh, absolutely. Wheeler and, and Harwood, they are the greatest tag team in professional wrestling mm. at the moment. They are there. Yeah. Jay White, you know, I like Jay White. I've known Jay White for a number of years. I was, I, I worked with Jay White when he was still a trainee with Varsity Pro Wrestling back in the day before he went to New Japan and the kid had skills, mm. right? He's grown. He's done amazingly well. Juice Robinson has done amazingly well. There was a spot in the match, uh, Sam, we'll get your take on it in a second, where they went to do FTR, had Jay White down on the canvas. They went to do one aerial maneuver followed by another. They put the knees up. Juice Robinson came down, got the arm, went for the pin and the kick out. I mean, it was beautifully done, beautifully choreographed, reminded me a lot of the Rock and Roll Express and the Heart Foundation and the Brain Busters and the Horsemen yeah. when they were on fire. And then you had McGuinness selling it, saying, you can't beat these guys. This no. is it. You can't beat it. And we had the closest 10 count before Jay White got back in. It yeah. was just... it. This was booking gold, brilliant spot on the card as the opening match. I think it went for about 45 to 50 minutes uninterrupted. Mm. This is on free TV. Now this is a pay-per-view quality main event. Yeah. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. This is pay-per-view quality main event. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and the last thing I'll say on it uh, on 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 this match is that um obviously it's a great throwback to what we used to always love about tag team wrestling in the 80s, the 90s, when tag team wrestling was at its, at its peak. This was a nice throwback to that as well, uh, which is what I loved. Um, uh, but on the Jay White thing, personally for me, once Adam Cole gets the AEW championship and that, I want to see Adam Cole versus Switchblade Jay White. I, I want to see it. We may, we may not get it, but I would love to see that match. Adam Cole is the face. 
Jane White as the heel. Both of them for, uh, have been associated with Bullet Club. I'd honestly, I would love to see that that match. I think we will get it. Sam, what's your take on it? You, you, you've let me and Stefan rant for the last few minutes. What's your take on on FTR versus BCG? So um, I was uh, I talked to one of my mates here. Well, I talked to one of my mates about it the other day, and why I, I truly believe is um, double year back we had the Jurassic Park Express versus the Young Bucks. Um, <laughs> I, I always call them, I always will. Um, but they had the had the, the cage match, and for me, that was one of the greatest, if not the greatest, tag team match of all time. This came and joined it. FTR, amazing. They are they they are top guys. Um, the Bullet Club Gold, amazing. And I, I I'm I'm a I'm a mark for Jay White. But for me, I've been a mark since he was CJ Parker in uh, FCW and then NXT. But Juice Robinson, that man can go. And by God, the four of them in that match, mm. it was like poetry in motion. And it, like, I, I keep, I love that saying, but it's true. It was so well done. Like, I, I, I love tag team wrestling. I love the old yeah. school. I love the AWA, the NWA, all that type of match, like, all that type of wrestling where you had the old school tag team matches. And it's, yeah. it's not like, oh, we don't have to have a high flying move every second. No, we can keep it to the mat. The mat is sacred. And these four men brought, a, like you say, a pay per view worthy match. On free TV, people will watch it on ITV4 and be blown away by it. Sorry to do a plug, but it's tonight. Yeah. They will watch it tonight. tonight. Yeah. Sorry so for you... the spoilers, guys. Um... Uh, that's a problem. Um, one thing I don't, I didn't like about the match, and it, it's not actually the match. One thing I didn't like about the participants is I'm hating Bullet Club. Let the Bullet Club die. Right, Bullet Club is New Japan. It doesn't need to be an impact. It doesn't need to be in all elite wrestling. Let these guys stand on their own away from Bullet Club. They don't need it. They don't need to have the logo. Right? Wrestling fans, especially all elite fans, know who these guys are. Mm. It's like they, having the NWO in multiple promotions. They don't, it, it, essentially. It, it, but all it's doing is watering down mm. what the legacy of the Bullet Club was. Oh, yeah. Bullet Club's not been at its. You know, bear, for a while now. Bear in mind, Bullet Club started in Ring of Honor, yeah, and then went to New Japan. But they they need to let it rest. They need to let Switchblade and Juice Robinson and Colton Gunn and Austin Gunn, who I think are great additions to whatever the stable is, because these kids are a great young talent. They need to be called something different. Uh, right, two from Collision. Are we going to make it a triple threat? Are we going Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho? Uh, Stefan, your match. No, um, the two matches that, that uh, were obviously taken by yourselves, so I'm glad they've been covered. I'm going to go for something a bit different and for different reasons. I've actually gone for Friday Night Smackdown uh, this past Friday, and I've gone for the tag team match between the Brawling Brutes of Sheamus and uh, Ridge Holland versus Pretty Deadly. Now, this isn't me marking for Pretty Deadly again, um, but for me, I'm really enjoying seeing the Brawling Brutes. Uh, at first, I was a bit mm, not keen. But the way they're having tag team matches are, they're actually making WWE tag team matches good. Um, pretty deadly. Uh, the way they've transitioned to SmackDown from NXT and NXT UK has been seeming, seamless. It's like they've been there for years. Um, they're working brilliantly with everyone else. The match was solid. Um, 
the the whole feud thing. I mean, there's this Austin theory thing in the background, but uh, worried uh, too much about that. I think that's all all, all dead. But I, I love how pretty deadly are already being treated as seriously. Now, people, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. We know about, you know, uh, I, I mean, I've seen it in the comments, people not keen on pretty deadly, the people are laughing at them. But it's kind of like, look at tag teams previously we've had over the years where you've looked at them and gone, mm, yeah, I, I think they're just kind of a bit of a joke in that. But then you see them work over and over and over again. Then that's when you put respect on their name. And I think they are impressing. Unfortunately, as we people may have known, uh, Elton Prince, um, unfortunately suffered separated shoulder in that match. A lot of people straight on and went online and started criticising Rid and saying it was from him. It wasn't because of him at all. Um, so he's going to be out for a period of time, which is a massive, massive shame because they are going on the ascendancy um, and I could have seen them, you know, they've already worked with the tag champs and pushed them really, really close. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Elton Prince, um, sorry, Kit Wilson during this time. Um, I really want the momentum to keep to keep going. But I mean, the match itself, it's just hard hitting. And I never see Sheamus really down as a tag team wrestler ever. I mean, I can't remember the last time Sheamus was ever in like the main event picture for the, one of the big titles. I, I can't remember all that. But, you know, but Rich Holland, I have to give a shout out to Rich Holland. He's looking better and better as time goes on. Uh, I think it was a little bit rusty at first, but now he's got into the swing of thing and he's had more TV time. He's a proper beast in that ring and he can really go. And I've been really, really impressed. And for me, for, for those reasons, because I do think it was worthy of a mention, that match for me, for all those different reasons, for me, I, I, I thought I'd, I'd include that one. You know what? It, I'm not going to say anything because I think people know that I am not the biggest fan of Pretty Deadly. No. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really not. Um, and that's not because of the fact that I don't think they can work. I just don't think they're... I don't think they're main event, main roster caliber. I think they're NXT caliber, don't get me wrong, and I think they could be legends in NXT, and they did. But saying that, you wouldn't want any worker to get hurt. So, no. you, know, uh, you know, hope uh, get well soon to uh, to, to, to Kit. Um, I, just touch I mean, on... Elton Prince, he is going to be out indefinitely, though. Mm. Yeah, I'm just going to touch on the whole um, the injury situation. Um, I know that you guys would exactly agree, but us at TSW, TS, ha, my bad. No, that's the previous show, TSC. It's it's that time of day. Sorry, guys. So the Square Circle Radio is that we do not accept people doing sending death threats to a wrestler for an injury. No. It is not acceptable that Ridge Holland has had to go off all social media, is having to now have help from the people at the back in WWE to help him because he is concerned about himself being in the ring with other talents because of injury. It is disgusting and appalling. If you call yourself a wrestling fan and you sit there behind your keyboard and send death threats to a gentleman and to his family and say that you're going to find his family in this country, you are disgusting people and you should stay away from the sacred thing that is the squared circle. I'm saying that from my heart because I think it's so disgusting. I'm sure the guys would agree with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I will be honest, I didn't know that. That that's news yeah. to me. I didn't know that bit. Uh, completely echo police. it. You, you, His family have got police uh, looking after them. That's well, so, how it is. So they should. You've redeemed yourself for calling the show TWS by going on that. <laughs> rant, by the way, um, but 
you know, I, yeah, I, you know, that that's not acceptable in this day and age. It's too bad. Uh, shouldn't have happened. You know, I do send you know my best to, to Elton Prince. I think it's it's a massive shame. In terms of how this is going to impact pretty deadly the other half of the tag team, um, I think this is going to be clever booking. Now, it depends what they do with Kit. If they keep him on TV, they can push him to the hilt and they can still do some skits with pretty deadly, I don't think it's going to hurt them. Now, mm. it's a separated shoulder, right? It it It's not career-ending. He'll be back in a few months' time. So he can still fly. So I think you'll still see them on TV. Yeah. What does that mean? In my opinion, I think that will be a US title run. Possible. A Brit getting the US title, that would be uh, one to... Uh, if you're going to get some heat on a Brit, you give you put the US title you, on them. You, you get a championship and you mm. bejazzle it or do whatever you want to do with whatever Pretty Deadly would do with the title belt. You know, they put glitter and crap on it, whatever they want to do. But... <laughs> You you do that, and you have the other half as pretty deadly as the spokesperson. That's how I would book it, and I think that's the impact on it. If they don't do that, if they don't keep them on TV, they're back to NXT. Mm. And you, you see it too often. Talent that have been out for so long, come back, they've not had the plug, they, they don't work. So I think they'll be back in NXT. But there's no reason why you don't, you can't keep pretty deadly on TV going forward. Okay, here's an idea. Oh, SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre beats Gunther for the IC title. Between now and Survivor Series, Kit Wilson gets the US title. It's Brit versus Brit at Survivor Series because it's the IC title versus the US title. I would, I, 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 yeah, I, I get, I, I like the like, the thinking behind that. And then Drew uses them. As I really, a I really, I really hope Sam, aka Kit, um, will forgive me for saying, but. I don't think he can is going to quite match up to Drew McIntyre one on one yet, right at, at this stage. Um, but who knows? Who, who knows? Um, I'm okay. still hoping we get Regal uh, coming out uh, with uh, delivering War Games news um, nearer the time. But he, he, I, he won't. He won't be. I still. I still. It still be within. Still in his, his year. He, yeah. he can't do anything. Um, <laughs> I like your idea. Um, I. Genuinely don't want Gunther to lose the IC title. No, I, quite, I, I quite like it. I want to do a title mm. versus title match at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight title. Um, what I would like to see is a Brit versus McIntyre versus Harry Smith. Yeah. In the Battle of Britain. That's what I would like. Or, yeah. Or Drew McIntyre versus JD McDonough versus anyone from Wales. Mm. facing off against a Brit, Harry Smith. And then you have truly got the Battle of the UK. I still think JD McDonough's going in Judgment Day, and I think he's either replacing either Finn or he's replacing Damien, because one of those twos is going. One of them two are, are going. It, it, it's well, I don't know, because Rhea and Dom have also been getting frustrated with Finn uh, over his uh, treatment of... Damien lately, so they're they are teasing it could be Finn that goes. Well, we'll have to keep watching Sorry. WWE Monday Night Raw. Right, any last comments before we wrap up the event center? Uh, yeah, all three of those matches were superb. Yeah. All three were superb. Now, next week, I am really intrigued to find out who we pick because bearing in mind tonight on Dynamite, Blood, Blood and, and Guts, oh, yeah, 
So will that be in the road to five star or will a match be in the event center? We'll talk about it next week. Right. Let's do the next one. No ad breaks tonight. We're going commercial free right the way through. My daughter's screaming in the background. This is Talking Point. You know, I've had two weeks off and I still haven't changed the volume on those. Uh, <laughs> Even as they are. Those VTs, they're loud in my ear. It's, yeah. it's, 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 they it's, hit hard. It's weird. All right. So talking point this week, for, for those of you who are joining the show brand new and have never watched us or, or listened to us before, where have you been? Uh, next time. week is one year next week. Uh, since the first TSC podcast got released from the brand new era, and that was a TSC classic. But it's one year away. Uh, I thought it was today, but I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot going on. It's gone quick. It, it has gone quick. It, it has gone quick. Uh, I'll this... go and buy my pie hat. <laughs> I want a cake. I want a cake. Uh, Sam, you live in Weymouth. There's no excuse not to have it. I'm just thinking I might actually get a cake and then like just sit here and eat it throughout the show. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually thinking it might take the kit round to Sam's and we might get a cake and we might just be on camera in the one instance. You know, you never. Or, or even better, takeaway, just cheeky pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's a Tuesday night, it's a Domino's on two for one, so it'll be fine. Anyway, all good. <laughs> Other fast food retailers are available. Domino's, if you do want to sponsor us on a Tuesday night, uh, studio yeah. at TotalWrestlingShow.com. At Squared Circle. Oh, I've done it. Oh! 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 <laughs> and I am now future endeavouring myself. Um <laughs> Okay, uh, before I drop myself into the crap anymore, let's look at the talking point topic. Now, if you, as I was saying, if you haven't been on the show before, this is where we pick on a topic and we debate it for whatever it could be. This week, as we are just over, uh, you know, six months of the year, we're already over halfway through, where is 2023 going? We thought we would do the state of wrestling address. So we look back on... January right the way through. How is wrestling looking at the moment? How do, what do we think? I think um, it's, it's, it's an interesting time because if you look at earlier this year, WWE was plagued with the whole Endeavor sale and um, who's running things really? Is Triple H running it? Is Vince still running it? Um, I think there's been improvements in WWE. Still not, they're still far from perfect, but uh, getting better. There's no denying in the past five weeks what an absolute uh, brilliant positive it is to have Collision because Collision is, is constantly hitting out belt of a show every week so far. Uh, providing they can keep up that momentum, I think it's quite significant because, as you said, you know, we are getting matches. I mean, if you go back to the debut one when we had FTR and Punk versus Samoa Joe um, and uh, Switchblade Jay White and Juice Robinson in that, pay-per-view caliber match uh, there as well you always seem to get at least one pay-per-view caliber match each collision um and it is for me outperforming dynamite at the moment yeah there are loads of people like mjf and adam cole etc that i you know that i like want to see that i like seeing on dynamite but at the moment collision as an actual show it flows so well um and i just think that it's gonna get hopefully 
get everywhere else to start upping their game uh, a bit more. Um, when you say get yeah. everybody else upping their game, what do you mean? Because I, I, I would kind of go with you to a degree mm. in terms of WWE. I think that, you know, we're almost a year since the Triple H era kind yeah. of kicked off and, and being the saviour of, of the WWE. But I would actually say that since January, I don't think AEW have really had a bad week. AEW have been on fire. They've had a couple of duds. Mm. I'm not going to say th- they haven't, but in terms of the comparison between WWE and All Elite, yeah. All Elite's been at the top most of that time. I think it depends on, as a wrestling fan, which individual fan is looking for, what they're looking for. If they're, I mean, AEW, yeah, they're putting on stellar matches mixed with some good storylines here and there. They're, they're, some of them are a little bit hit and miss. Some of them just make absolutely no sense whatsoever. WWE, the ma- some of the matches that have improved, um, their pay-per-views, um, because, again, this is a pre- non-premium live event zone, uh, their pay-per-views have got better. I enjoy the pay-per-views a lot more. Um, but I feel that WWE still, if you want the drama, the storylines that really play out, and I think WWE is more for you at the moment, if you want stellar matches with, you know, some decent storylines or one or two really good storylines, AEW is your thing, um, you know, but I just think we get to a point where, especially with All In coming up at Wembley, um, the popularity of AEW is going up. And I think WWE, where they are improving, I think once things start settling behind the scenes there and whoever is in control and certain things happen, I do think hopefully we're going to start seeing better matches on a weekly basis on Raw and SmackDown. Um, Even on NXT, because NXT, I mean, that's like up and down, up and down, up and down every couple of months. Uh, They start getting on a bit of a momentum and then it's, boring um so i just think if if you want to be entertained in terms of just from an actual wrestling standpoint you look at AEW's the company at the moment you look at and just go well they're the ones that give you that and i do think that wwe you know i think really should take a little bit of note and just go do you know what we need to at least throw in one or two pay-per-view quality matches uh on our weekly shows and so okay let's just go to sam because sam Stefan made a comment about NXT being up and down your, your head if you're watching the video. Uh, it's a good thing about being the moderator on here. I get to kind of watch things. Uh, your, your head kind of went, yeah, as though you disagreed with it. Go with that. What, what's, what, what's, what's your take on this? Um, I'm a massive advocate for NXT. Um, we're obviously our own billions. Um, I love how gritty it is, NXT, at the moment. It's just something different, like the whole storyline of Gallus versus mm. the family about that is lush. I love how they're doing the women's um, se- like segments. I'm not, it's the whole chase you at, st- at the start of chase you. I'm a massive um, Bravo fan, but at the start of chase you, Oh my God. I was like, no, Andre chase this. No, this is below you. Like yeah, I thought it was rubbish. Now I'm li- I'm all for it. Duke Hudson, Oh, he's he's just amazing as well. And I I think the way they're doing that is amazing. All all the segments for me are you're on your seat, like re- like you're edging more and more forward, like you don't expect stuff. But obviously, we're looking at different things. Like for me, I I, I I'll fully admit I am a massive WWE mark more than I am an AEW mark. Oh, yeah. I love AEW, but for me, if someone's 
put a gun to my head and said, you have to pick WWE or AEW for the rest of your life. Bye-bye, AEW. See, that's interesting, because back in the 90s, when it was the Monday Night War, if someone had said to me, pick WWE or WCW, I would have gone WWE. But Mm. now, if you said to me, pick WWE or All Elite, I will go All Elite. I mean, Mm. All Elite's Elite's the only live wrestling event I've been to in a number of years. Now, I could have gone to Clash at the Castle last year. We talked about it, a couple of people. Lee and I talked about going to Clash at the Castle. Could have gone to Money in the Bank. Didn't actually have £2,500 to go and get a ticket, but could have gone to Money in the Bank. Didn't want to. At the end of the day, All In, because of being Wembley and being All Elite, has got my attention. So it's interesting Mm. that we've still got this WWE fan, All Elite Mm. fan, New Japan, because the one thing I think 2023 has shown us so far is this forbidden door. You know, if you're thinking about New Japan and their impact now in the US, both with All Elite Wrestling and with Impact to a degree, and with New Japan Strong, that's getting good ratings. That's doing really well mm. on on the channel that it's on. Um, if you take Impact which did a cracking Slammiversary pay-per-view this past weekend, and we'll touch on that in Five Star later on. Um, again, Stefan's face goes, that's going to be an interesting argument. Um, in, in Five Star later on, Impact have gone from being really kind of big, mega size, down to an indie federation, but it works, and it, it's gritty, and it, and it goes. TV has been interesting. I think with AEW, we're seeing a lot more themed events. And really, AEW just going, hell with it. WBD have told us we can do what we want. We're going for it. Mm. We haven't got the censors. And you're seeing that. The only thing with All Elite Wrestling that I wish they would curb a little bit is the blood. Yeah, I just want to go go back to what Sam was saying about the NXT. I don't disagree with him, uh, but my, when I go, when I was doing the up and down motion with my hand, uh, my my arm, it's just for me. I've always been an advocate for NXT anyway, but I've, I've always thought up until the NXT 2.0, NXT was the best pr- uh, product WWE were putting out for a long, long time. Um, but for me, a lot of the time. It's inconsistent for me. Um, yes, I love this whole Tony D'Angelo family uh, versus Gallus. I'm, I'm, that's one of my favourite things going at the moment. Uh, the Chase Shoe thing, again, I agree. Um, but for me, um, they, they, it, sometimes it's just a little bit too hit and miss for me. I mean, there's things you've got, like Schism, you know, for example. You look at them, I mean... I, it's like they're just there. I mean, any time it looks like they're about to do anything significant, nothing really comes from it, you know. Um, but for me, I think the tag team wrestling uh, in uh, NXT is better than, most of the time, better than what it is on the main roster. Um, I, I'll give them that. Um, but yeah, and the women's, I love the women's division in NXT. I think it's so far, far more entertaining than it is on Raw and SmackDown. Far, mm. far more entertaining because I think there's more of a variety as well on uh, on the NXT roster. So you know, but yeah, go back to what you're saying. You know, I, I mean, I'll always be a WWE guy anyway, but I have grown to have uh, an affinity for AEW because they're starting to really grow on me more, and I am becoming more and more invested in them. Um, you know, and I and I'm excited. It's only good for the wrestling fan. You know, the better the product that each promotion puts out, the more entertaining I am. The more I feel that we're winning. Okay, so let, let's uh, let, we, we've talked about promotions, which is which is fantastic. Let's talk about performers because for me, um, what if you take WWE 
for example, and you can love the guy or you can hate the guy. For me, there is a few standout performers. Mm. One of them is headline by the undisputed world heavyweight champion, and that is Roman Reigns, because the, the head of the table has been phenomenal. But what I will say is this, the Usos. Yeah. I mean, they are Rusi. They are Rusi. They are the ones. They are brilliant. Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso have done amazing work. Paul Heyman's done great. I love Solo Sokoa. He's one of the new main eventers. That's guaranteed. He's going to be the next big thing. You've also got to give credit where credit is due to Seth Rollins. And I know these are these are established performers, but Seth has done great since becoming world heavyweight champion. Mm. Flip to the women's side, you know, I was never a big fan of Sonia, um, not Sonia, Shayna Baszler. But the feud between her and Ronda Rousey has made Ronda Rousey relevant again. It's made Shayna Baszler relevant. Chelsea Green, Sonia Deville, World Tag Team Champions beat Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez this past week on Monday Night Raw. Who would have expected that to have happened? Eight years in the making. Eight Eight years. years, It's a tough enough reunion. Who would have expected that to have happened Mm. under, you know, if, if Vince McMahon was running the show? There have been some surprises, but there are things that need to be improved. All Elite. It's the MJF show, right? MJF is the is the devil. He is tremendous. Whether or not they're saying there's a hard split or not, Dynamite is the elite and the BCC. Collision is CM Punk and FTR. And I don't have a problem with that. Collision is what AEW needed. It gave it a shot in the mm-hmm. arm. That's taking all elite to that next level, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. I mean, AEW, we know because of how um, packed to the rafters their roster is, you know, you need to give talent TV time. And it goes to show that if you've got the platform to give them uh, TV time and to go out there and perform, you know, you can discover a lot of diamonds in the rough. You know, people could turn out to be better than you ever expected. Uh, There's a whole fresh approach when you see matches that you've not seen before or even old rivalries from years back uh, renewed. Um, and that's one of the things I, I absolutely love about AEW. Um, going to what you're saying about the likes of Ro- you know the established performers in WWE like Roman and Seth. Seth, Seth has this thing about being able to reinvent himself to keep himself relevant and fresh. You know he has everyone eating out the palm of his hand, which is absolutely terrific. Roman Reigns, I mean, still. Can't believe, you know, I remember when everyone was criticising his mic work, that he just seemed a little bit shy, not convincing on the mic and that. But, my God, has he now, he's turned it around. He's, you know, this confidence that he has now on the mic, in front of the crowd, he doesn't look shy. He he now runs things, like legitimately runs. He has everyone in the palm of his hand every time he speaks and does something on our screens. And that is, for me, Absolutely fantastic. But like you say, the Usos definitely. I mean, sometimes we forget how long the Usos have been around for. You know, I remember when they used to come out with the the Hawaiian uh, shorts and all that lot, and they were just like, yeah, they're just a decent high-flying tag team. To where they are now, you know, Jey Uso for me, you know, stands out a little bit more. Solo, as you said, fantastic. But you look at guys like LA Knight, yeah, who's... You know, nothing really noteworthy in terms of matches yet, but everything else he does when he speaks and everything like that, he's probably one of the most over guys in the company. I, I, I would disagree with you in terms of most note in terms of noteworthy matches. I think money in I'm the not, bank. I'm not I saying think, he hasn't had any. I'm just no, no, saying in, in, in terms in, of the amount. In, in, yeah, in, but I still would say I think money in the bank for him was, oh, was yeah. a massive shot of the arm. Um, we're going to move on to Newsline in just a second, so I want to go to some real quick 
quick responses now. Each of you, um, kicking off with Sam first of all, standout promotion so far of 2023. Um, I'm, I'm being a bit left field, but Impact <laughs> always the best. But some of their shows have been superb. Some of their use of talent have been superb. I, I, I'm, I, I like breaking the mold, but like, um, but honestly. AEW, amazing. WWE, amazing. And yes, they are the top tier. But Impact are trying to come back. They got so hurt by lockdown and they are trying to make themselves better again. But they, lockdown. but for me, they have done what NWA tried to do, mm. what MLW tried to do, of trying to get to be that third brand, like third company. Mm. They haven't got to the same tier as they used to be. Not to back to my old uh, TNA like the, the the old when it used to have the six sides and that lot i want that back but but what we've got now is amazing and we'll talk more about that in uh our thing later on we absolutely will on a five star i just want to just just go back to uh the lockdown comment i know i said quick one answers but I've, been, I've got to do this yeah they did pain us with lockdown an entire pay-per-view in a steel cage that was painful but oh, yeah. you know um i agree with you on impact i think impact is is an underrated stepchild of professional wrestling and <laughs> it's a vet it's a veteran yeah you know it's been around since 2002 oh. it's 21 years old right it it you don't realize that actually 2001 it's 22 years old they've been through a lot in you that know, time we, we could do an entire show just if it wasn't on impact DNA, w uh, aew wouldn't have the circle entrances just saying that <laughs> if it wasn't for tna we wouldn't have jeff jarrett uh yeah. <laughs> okay uh standout pay-per-view 2023 so far sam go uh for me still be wrestlemania um night one no night two i mean thank you uh, oh, no, night one. Match what? Year. what? Match year. Uh, okay Okay. Standout performer of 2023, first half net go. Yeah, LA Knight. I knew that was coming on. <laughs> what do you see? What's the big thing? If you're very clever, I know what you'll do with this. What is the big thing that's going to happen in the second half of 2023? Uh, we're going to see a lot of changes. <laughs> that's not what I expected you to go with. Um, that was your opportunity to step up and talk about Genesis, but it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Because that is completely different. We're talking about wrestling that we're watching on TV. Oh. We're talking about WWE. We're talking about AEW. We're talking about Impact. Talking about uh, you know what? WA. That's why I didn't talk about Genesis. I was like, didn't talk about Genesis. I could go show about Genesis. Do you know what? I'm being polite to be the facts of what we're actually talking about, and that is the shows we watch on the thing. Do you know what? None of our fans who are listening live have watched Genesis yet. Just Genesis, just yet. It's not till November fourth. Bug. <laughs> I was just going to say this. He's only been a proper bloody host for about 45 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody's going to be talking about Sam Melos. Yeah. All right, there we go. Okay, Stefan, same for you. Yes. Standout promotion 2023 so far. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with AEW, I okay. think, overall, yeah. Brilliant. Standout pay-per-view 2023 so far. I'm torn between Forbidden Door and Backlash for two di very different reasons. I think Backlash was way better than it had any reason to be. Forbidden Door delivered because of the, the mainly two matches for me were just, you know, match, matches of the year candidates. Okay, cool. And standout performer of the first half of 2023. Uh, for me, Gunther. Not bad shout. 
And very quickly, what's the next big thing that's going to happen in the next six months? Again, like what Sam said, it's going to be a lot of changes. We're getting to the end of the Bloodline storyline. Uh, we're going to finally see the whole Adam Cole MJF thing come to uh, come to a head. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes. The scenery is going to change within both companies. Okay, perfect. All right, that was Talking Point for this week. State of Wrestling Address. What are we going to talk about next week? We will find out. Yes, I know I managed to escape giving my answers, and I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> right, before we move on, I'm going to shuffle the show plan around a little bit. Let's have a challenge. Are you ready? Okay. This, this is Challenge. really wouldn't think that I literally make that intro as we were doing Talking Point. Uh, okay, so the way this is going to work is over the next few weeks, we're going to do various different challenges between Sam and Stefan, of which I'm going to organize them. One of them will be a who am I? It could be a when am I? Or it could be Stefan versus Sam, the ultimate challenge. I'm going to give you 10 questions, 10 general knowledge questions from around the eras of professional wrestling. It's the first person to answer who gets a point correct. If you get the point wrong, it will go to your opponent. The person who gets the most answers correct at the end of the 10 questions will be the winner. If it's a draw, there is an ultimate tie. Sam, for you to buzz in, you go, awoo-ha. Awoo-ha. And Stefan, if you want to buzz in, you go, ping-pong. Ping-pong. Right. <laughs> technical, right? I'm, I'm a technical. Do you know what? You missed the trick there. Because what I you could have been, yeah. If Sam, yeah, Sam's could have been, yeah. And what could have been, yes, boy. Okay, all right. Sam, yours is, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stefan's, yours is, no, boy. Yes, uh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to move Sam up here and I'm going to go down the bottom. So now it really is Stefan versus Sam. Right, I'll be ready. Question number one. Here we go. Who did the great... Oh, by the way, you must let me finish the question before answering. If you interject and you get the question wrong, your opponent will get the point automatically. Who did the great muter eliminate last to win Battle Bowl in 1992? Was it Sting, Big Van Vader, Barry Windham, or Dr. Death, Steve Williams? Yeah. Sam. Dr. Death, Steve Williams. No. <laughs> Can you repeat the names? I've got, I remember Sting and Dr. Death. What was the other? Sting, Vader, and Barry Windham. Uh, Vader? Incorrect. It was Barry Windham. Barry Question number two. Who was the ring announcer for both the NWA and WCW during the late 80s, early 90s? Oh. Um... Oh, uh, yes, boy. Stefan. I think, was it Bob, I can't pronounce, is it Codal? Codal? No. No. Okay. no. Sam, your chance to steal, get a point? I really don't know this, but I'm just putting a random name out there. Mike today. No, it was Gary Michael Capetta. Who released, a great book called, who released a great book called Body Slams. And if you listen to the Legends of Champions podcast, I interviewed him. Uh, question number three. What was Mark Merrow's name whilst in WCW? Yes, boy! 
Stefan. Johnny B. Bad. Yep. One point. What is Yokozuna's real name? Yes, boy! Rodney Fatu. No. No! Oh, no. Tough. Sam? I literally would have said the exact same. No, it was... So it's Agatupu Rodney Anoa'i. Rodney yeah. Which... Question number five. Which Bobby Heenan-led tag team completed competed at SummerSlam 1989 in the opening match against... The yes, boy! Brainbusters, Arn Anderson and um, uh, Larry Zbysko. No. No, well, no, it was Tully Blanchard, sorry. I will give you the point because it was the Brainbusters. Brainbusters, yeah. Right, Sam, you really need to get one right now. I would have said that, but he said yes, boys, already. <laughs> In 1985, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior got their big break in a tag team for Bill Watts' Mid-South. But what was the tag team called? Was yes, it... boy! I did say you have I to let me read the entire question, which means okay. you are frozen. Sam, oh. your question. The Destroyers, the Blade Runners, the Scorpions, or the Muscle Men? The Blade Runners. One point to Sam. Yes! You must let me finish the question, otherwise you will be disqualified. It's like what is the name of the wrestling superstar who links Jesse and Festus, the Straight Edge Society, the Bullet Club, and the OC? Yes, yeah. boy. That would be Doc Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows, and so on. <sighs> yeah, you were just out, just out. Which WWE superstar or superstars has theme music with the following lyrics? We walk alone to the unknown. Yes, boy. Didn't let me finish the question. Oh, I thought you were finishing there because you no. said we walk alone. Okay. We walk alone to the unknown. We live to win another victory. Sam, your chance to get another point. Otherwise, it's pretty much over. I, I walk alone. We walk alone to the unknown. We live to win another victory. Evolution? No. It was the Nexus. Nexus. Mm. Question number nine. Uh, it's pretty much over, but we'll carry on. At the first WrestleMania, the Dragon, Ricky Steamboat, defeated Matt Bourne. Who would who would he return to as a few years later? Yeah. Yes, boy. That was Sam. Doink the Clown. Correct. Uh, yeah, now, everyone needs to watch the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Sam, if you get this next question right, we will go to tiebreak. If Stefan gets it right, we won't. Simple. Which of the following WWE slash WWF superstars has never had a match in the WWE that was rated 4.5 stars or more? Was it Hulk Hogan, Eric Rowan, Jack Swagger, or Marty Jannetty? Yeah. I don't understand the question. Hulk Hogan? Yes. Yeah, I I didn't understand the question. Dave Meltzer's five-star rating, Hogan's never got a match over four and a half. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. Okay, Okay. so three apiece. This is the ultimate tiebreaker. Are we ready? What song was used for the Roddy Piper tribute video after he died in 2015? Oh. Was it Hold On Tight by Greg Holden? Was it Monster by Imagine Dragons? Or was it One More Time by Seven Lions? Yeah. Yes, boy. That was Sam. Uh, the Seven Lions song. That is wrong. Oh, no. I know what that was used for. May, may I? Yeah. May I? It's the Hold On Tight song. 
It is hold on tight. Yeah. Oh. Stefan wins by one point. So there we go. That is the ultimate challenge. Um, I didn't think that was too bad. Yeah. So. I didn't think that was too bad. That was pretty good. Right. Let's shift things up again. Let's go to five star. We're going to do road to five star next, and then we'll come back with the news back after this. So this is the new segment. Oh, hang on. I haven't changed me around. This is the new segment that is replacing Top Pick. So still to come is the news. Now, on a weekly basis, we are going to be discussing one or two wrestling shows or a pay-per-view that occurred during the week. We will be evaluating what the quality of the show was, the match outcomes, any surprises, and the potential impact it will have on future storylines. Each match will then be scored out of five individually. We will then come up with a combined pay-per-view rating out of five stars. Make sense? Indeed. Five stars. Now, this week, we thought we would go to Canada. Could have been AEW, could have been Dynamite, could have been Collision, but we went to Impact and to Slammiversary, which was their annual special uh, and in my opinion, one of the, the a really good pay-per-view. However, because it's his debut as a full-time host, this is Sam. So we're going to hand over now to Sam to run the show. Got yeah. Welcome to the road to five star. Uh, so we're going to talk about Slammiversary uh, live from Canada. For once, we don't blame Canada as a uh, South Park would want us to. Um and we go to Slammiversary. We start off with the uh, pre-shows, because why would we try and do the main bit of the show and then go back to the pre-show? So we had the Death Dolls and Jody Threat versus uh, the Shaw Tourage, um in a tag team match. Um, what do you guys view on that match what, um, in general? For, for, for me, I think it's a it's a travesty that Giselle Shaw is on the, is on the, the pre-show. Um you know, I, I've worked with her a couple of times. I'm going to keep name dropping. I've worked with her a couple of times. She is brilliant. Um, and she's also very, uh, very close to, to the Brothers All. Um, she's a great talent, really is a great talent, and doesn't deserve not to be in the title picture as far as I'm concerned. I understand why she's not at the moment. It was okay it, as a six-man goes. I think this is where you see that indie feel of impact. Mm coming out because the Jody Threat and the Death Dolls, Courtney Rush and Jessica, they to me don't have star appeal or star power. Yeah. I only gave it a two. Yeah, I, I agree with Andy on everything he just said. The fact that Giselle was, was not on the main card is a travesty. Um it was a okay op for a pre-show. Um Nothing overly significant about it. Um, I would say a two-star as well. In fairness, though, I think pre-show matches don't really need to be much. They're, no. they're just to get the crowd going, no. right? They, they don't. I think it's a waste of talent considering Giselle when that's in that match. I think it's, it's a waste. And also, I've got to give a massive shout-out to Savannah Evans. I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of hers. She's like up and coming. She 
and to be alongside Giselle, what a help to push her career. Mm. Do you know what? I'm a massive fan of Savannah Evans as well because she's got my name. <laughs> fan of anyone called Evans unless you're a politician. Uh, Even Jack. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so I've given it a two. Stefan's given it a two. Sam, what did you rate this pre-show opener? I actually gave it a three. Um, okay. I went middle field. Um, at three out of five. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just right. Um, but it's one thing I, I, I'm a, I, it's also because I'm probably, a, I'm, I'm a fan of them. Yeah. But I like the Death Dolls. Um, they're something different. Plus, also, it's so nice to see them in a, in a different form, if that makes sense. Um, I've been a fan of ha- um, Jesse, uh, Jessica Havoc for years. Um, and I just think she's brilliant. Courtney Rush, brilliant. And to have Jodie Surratt as well. It was nice, but no, it, for me, it was the guys, unfortunately, who lost the match, but the shorter Raj is just brilliant. Uh, the, the, the shorter Raj is a great name as well. Yeah. Although I do, I do want to see Mark Wahlberg kind of come out for some strange reason as part of the entourage. I don't know. Um, I think, I think you know, you've got a valid point there. And I think it's interesting that you've got the bigger name in this match, you've got something to draw the fans in, in terms of, you know, Jessica Havoc and Giselle Shaw. So maybe there is a, something happening there in the, in the meantime. You also had a championship on the line, also in the pre-show. Go for that one. Mm. Uh, so uh, we've all been asked to believe in Joe Hendry. Um, and some of us did. Uh, but for <laughs> me, I was loving the fact he was against Kenny King. Um, for the D- I, I loved the DMC, as, a, as they were calling it. But the digital media cha- championship—it's something different. It's basically this day and age TV champ- TV championship. Um, but what for me for this match, it was so well done for a pre-show match. It didn't—I felt it didn't deserve to be on the main show. It was great as a—it felt like a bit like an old school US title match in like a uh, like a WrestleMania. Yeah. What did you guys feel about that? Because. Obviously, in back in WWE, we used to have pay per views before Mania, and that's where we chuck on Ryback versus Kalisto at 30, uh, WrestleMania 31. No, 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 no. We, we, we used to chuck Ryback off a cliff. Not, not. We didn't have Ryback on. Be anything. careful, Andy, because if Ryback uh, comes across this uh, video, and that, you know he'll be wanting to uh, f- feed on you. Ryback <laughs> can can fly back to wherever little crummy little hole he came from uh anyway i'm a big fan of kenny king i've always have been a fan of kenny king uh, from the ring of honor days through to the original run in impact wrestling however i think king has lost something this run with an impact and I, and I don't know why there's something not quite clicking with kenny king in the audience mm. joe hendry he's a scott for a start right he's a brit love the guy he did great stuff in ICW. He's done great stuff in Ring of Honor when it was the old school Ring of Honor with Sinclair. He's a good worker. This, to me, just didn't gel. There was something with this match that didn't go right. And um, I know what you're saying about the Digital Media Championship. I think that it was a gimmick title that didn't work when they first released it. And, it, and, it, and it's never quite got any heritage or lineage to it. And I don't think the fans have ever really accepted it. It's a shame because, you know, Matt, uh, Brian Myers, Jordan Grace, uh, Joe Henry, all previous champions, it's got lineage, it's got some good names to it, but the way it was launched, I don't think ever did it any justice. I only gave this one a two as well. 
it was a weird way to end the pre-show hyping into the main event. You would think a title change would get you hyped going into the pay-per-view. I didn't think this really did do it. Yeah, and no, I've got to agree. It was, it, for me, it was a two-star match. There was a, a slight feel um, of uh, Kenny, um, Kenny King, and I can't remember what his, like, the guy who follows him round. It felt almost like Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Yeah. Mm. Um, like they're trying to do their own version. Yeah. I'm a massive Kenny King uh, mark. I've been for years. And I was glad to see him win it because I feel like now, brilliant. Now Joe Hendry can start going towards the X Division title or the main the main like, main title. However, I did feel a bit like it like you say, it was a bit lackluster going into the pay-per-view with a title change. This felt more like it should have been on an episode of Impact. This, yeah. this, this could yeah. have been an Impact main event, and it would have been a good Impact main event. But I think having it on pay-per-view or pre-show or YouTube, or whatever it was on, it just didn't work. There was just something not clicking with these two guys. It could have been an off day. Mm. But that didn't affect the enjoyment of the overall card. It's, it's, it's not my lowest. Well, it is my lowest match. That in the and the other pre-show have got the lowest score, but I wouldn't more. I want more from Kenny King, and I think I want more from Joe Hendry. Mm. But I definitely want more from Kenny King. The guy should be in the main event picture. There's yeah. there's no there's no ifs and buts in my mind about that. No if no buts, no coconuts. Yeah, um, for me, uh, hold on a second. Yeah, right back. It's uh, Stefan from the Square Circle Podcast. Going to have to cancel that interview for uh, unforeseen circumstances. Goodbye. Don't listen to the show this week, by the way. Bye. Yeah. Anyway, um, for me, I gave it a one star. Uh, it it there was something. It, it didn't gel for me. It was disjointed. I really don't care for that title. I'm not a fan of these, like you say, gimmick titles that uh, that don't even serve a purpose like people don't take them seriously the crowd clearly the fans clearly haven't taken to it as you said um it was an okay match but yeah i, I would expect more from both of these guys you know kenny king feels like he's been around for so long now and hearing his name but never doesn't seem to ever do anything overly significant like you know you hear his name a lot and you think okay so but what's what's he doing what was he what's he doing now and it just doesn't seem to be hitting those heights that maybe he probably should be. Um, but yeah, for me, it was, it was my lowest score of the card. I gave it a one for me. I, I just lost interest. Okay, let's let's move into the main pay per view card then as well because we kicked off with, and we're, we're going to run it. This is in match order. Mm. Okay, so we're going to kick it off. Sorry, I'm taking over again. Sorry, Sam. Um, with Ultimate X, Kashida, Jonathan Gresham, Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight. And Angels. The Ultimate X has got a history. Ultimate mm-hmm. X has got a lineage. Ultimate X is meant to be off your seat, edge of the cuff excitement. This had it in places. But I think when you compare it to Hernandez and Amazing Red and Austin Creed, and you know AJ Styles and Chris all of them, Chris Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Alex Shelley, mm. Chris Sabin, just to name a few, top of the head. This wasn't up there. Kashida did a good job, but he couldn't save it. For me, the stars of this was Kashida and Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, 
I, I agree. It didn't live up to it. I mean, those are some of the biggest names that you've mentioned there, the, the former winners. And you said about the lin lineage there, the names that have featured and won that match are stellar names and some of the biggest names that TNA slash Impact have had. Um, but yeah, for me, it was it was it, it was a forgettable one. For me, Kushida, I, I I'm I'm not a fan of Kushida. He, he's never impressed me. He did he did a little bit before he joined NXT um, back when, but he's never really overly impressed me. I've never seen any uh, really uh, believed in a lot of the hype for him. Um, but he did okay. Um, but for me, it was a forgettable uh, Ultimate X match. I, I'm gonna, but I, I'll, I'll give it a three. I think it was better than the previous two ma uh, two matches that we mentioned. I'll, I'll give it a three. Okay, so uh, out of push, Sam. Yeah, it gets a three for me. Uh, the star of this match was Kevin Knight. Um, I thought he was brilliant. Um, I loved the fact of uh, that it was almost to the point, a bit like the yeah counter that we have tonight. There should have been a, a kick in the uh, hit in the, uh, the the nether regions for uh, angels. Um, Jack, Jack, Jake, something. Oh, I just felt like he, it sounds weird, but I almost felt he was too big for the match. It felt like, you like the whole fact at one point where he was jumping, trying to show that he's like from standing launch could reach it. I just, yeah, I agree with what you said. Kashida tried his best to save it. It didn't. It got a three for me. It was not bad, but it wasn't good. I wouldn't want to watch it again. I'd skip mm. through it if I was watching the uh, pay-per-view. The rest of the pay-per-view actually gets amazing scores, and I absolutely loved it. But this was a bit like, oh, come on. I felt like someone was trying to start a car, and it just wasn't kicking in, like the mm. old wind-up cars. That's it's a good analogy for that, to be fair. Trying to try, 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 yeah. try, 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 try to the next match, do we actually go, whoa, we've got energy. That, that's exactly... Yeah, go on. Sorry, Andy. I was just going to say, I think the thing is, I don't think Ultimate X is work unless they've got the title on the line. Then there's got to be there's got to be a reason. Yeah, I was just going to add what you said, Sam. There about that. That's how I felt watching the pay per view. Was you, you know you you'd think oh something looks promising, and that's how I felt about the show. It was just like like you said, you're trying to get a car starting and it's not quite hitting it. But we'll we'll let, get to let, that. Let's hold up on yeah. on talking about the show until we've done the matches, uh, because on the next the next championship match was on the line next as the impact knockouts world tag team titles were on the on the line mm -hmm. as killer kelly and masha slamovich faced off against the coven taylor wilde and killing king i love taylor wilde i always have done but the fact she's come back into the ring she looks different to when she was younger she's middle-aged i think she's amazing and so much time for taylor wilde yeah like mm. for me that she it's like do do we even know she's middle aged? She, she seems like she's, yeah. but honestly, she looks like she's in her early twenties. She acts like she's in her early twenties. She's just superb. She does a brilliant podcast, guys. Go and listen to it. Um, we still we're, we're fans of other podcasts on this podcast. Um, but honestly, that match, I it's one of my it's joint favourite of the night. Um, it was just superb. It was what you wanted and more. I'm a massive Killer Kelly fan. I loved how she was. Um, Marsha, and I'm not going to try and pronounce her last name because I won't pronounce it correctly. Amazing. And it's just, I think that in total, just so good. And it was nice to see a title change. Like, for me, it was a great title change because I wasn't expecting it. Though, if I did predictions, I would have said it out of hope. I didn't think it was going to happen. I think that's happened a few mm. times on this pay-per-view, though. And we're going to yeah. talk about that. Uh, um, 
Stefan, what's your rating for this? What, what do you consider? Um, I, again, I'm going to give this a three. It was actually one of my preferred matches of the night as well. Uh, Sam made some good points there as well. I, I like Killer Kelly the way she, more she is now. Um, the way she's teaming with Slamovich, I, I'm enjoying. Um, but yeah, it was one of the better matches of the night, definitely. And uh, it'd be interesting to see where uh, Taylor Wilde um, and, uh, uh, and King go from here. Well, I'm actually going to go different to all of you. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I think. Oh, oh, you went four. You went four. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's a great match. I think it. It put Killer Kelly and Master Stamovich in a different light to what they've been shown previously on Impact. I. I love, as I said earlier, on the combination of Wild and King. I think King is getting a massive rub from Taylor Wild, in terms of the expertise. The podcast is great. You're absolutely right. So I've given it four out of five. Uh, my highest score so far of the night. Um, do the next match, please. What? As in the 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 wonder that is. Yeah. That, oh, we so we had Billy Ray and Dina come out to the ring. We had then had Scott Demore stand on the uh, by the Titan Tron, and we're waiting to find out who is his tag team partner. Pause. Did anybody at that point think it was going to be A1? Yeah. Considering they just showed A1 in the crowd as part of Team Canada and they referenced Team Canada. Haven't heard the trademark for a while. I I I thought he was going to jump over the barrier and then run and hit both both, both of them in the ring. That's how I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to suddenly get A1 on the screen or Team Canada and then suddenly boosh, boosh. I'm not saying a quick finish, but I thought it was going to be that. To have it that... Oh, I'm. I, I lost. I. I fully admit, I lost my proverbial because that's the worst thing I can do for a family show. I lost my proverbial when on comes Mr. Eric Young. So we we got some news on Eric Young. Eric Young got released from WWE in April. He requested his release. He didn't want to work under Vince McMahon again. He's gone. He's back at Impact. He's spoken about it and said it feels like coming home. The 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 one thing. I mean, I gave this a four and a half out of five partly because i really rate bully ray still i think bully ray now is is he's not lost it at all and second of all because i think eric young coming back was a big surprise and that's what this this segment's all about is what surprises are you going to get no one expected eric young it was a swerve i thought it would be a one seeing him on the camera um my only thing that it didn't get a five was the crowd now, I don't know what your feed, I don't know what, what you know, what you picked up on. Eric Young comes out to Team Canada's music. He stood there with Scott Demore. You've got the Titan Tron. You've, it, it's it's old school. You've got Eric Young stood there. The crowd were dead. Mm. And, and and that that hurt it. But I still marked out. I still did a Sam and just went, yeah, Eric Young's back. Woo-hoo, yeah. I think I know why. But it hurt it. I think it's because everyone had heard, everyone reads the dirt sheets, everyone reads and hears on podcasts like this all around the world. Don't know why they would listen to anyone else but us, but just saying. Um, <laughs> Busted Open but, is good. Listen to Busted Open. They, everyone thought he'd gone back, that Eric Young had gone back to WWE. Like, even me, until I read, read that he was actually got the release in April, I thought he was still in WWE. I thought, oh, it's a one-time deal thing, a bit like Mickey James with the Royal Rumble. Okay, cool. He's been allowed to come to do this one thing. Next next week, we'll see him actually debut on like SmackDown or something. 
um, or even on back on NXT or, or something like that. I think that's why. I think the fans are a bit like, oh, okay, we thought you'd gone. And also the fact that he was, the, they, they've made a big thing now, he is the first DNA, car- um, DNA wrestler to die and then come back to life. He's like TNA's Jesus. Um, oh, jeez. One of those, what he literally said online, those comments have said that. But honestly, like, I think that could be the reason why is the fact that uh, they they say the dirt sheets hurt hurt the actual sheets. It hurts the hurts the mat. It's it does affect shows because we're all thing. If we knew that he was completely released from WWE, we'd be like, oh my god, he's back. He's he's going to be on the show every week. Going to be on the week. Are they thinking, oh, he's mm. back for one night. He's going to be gone again. We're not going to see him again. It's just a one time thing compared to I think also where they hyped up about A one and A one being in the crowd. I, I even thought it was going to be A1 from the promo they had on the on Impact before Summerburster. I thought, oh, they're going to bring about A1 because he's the only one that I thought, other than Eric um, Eric Young, I thought he's the only one who's actually ring okay. <laughs> there was a part of me that was hoping to God it was Robert Roode. But obviously he's, mm-hmm. out, he's out injured, all that type of thing. But yeah. He's I'm, only just had another next season. Yeah, he's out for it. He's done. And he's, he's when, out, when he comes back, he'll come back as a manager in WWE. Or I wouldn't expect him back. I can't remember who it was recently, WWE. Someone said, I think, I think it was only about a week or two weeks ago, actually turned around and said they're, they're actually hoping Robert Roode finally actually gets a push when he comes back from injury in WWE. Like, because his, his career's starting to work. Yeah, I was at Kurt Angle, yeah. Uh, and I agree with him uh, because we all know how good uh, Bobby Roode really is. And uh, I still, I'm still a little bit disappointed that when he was in NXT, we didn't get a uh, beer money reunion when... James Storm uh, briefly made an NXT appearance. There were plans. I mean, there were future plans mm. for that, but he, but he didn't sign for whatever reasons. But okay, oh. so what did we score this match? I, I scored this one four and a half out of five. Right, yeah. So for me, uh, my, my opinion on the match, uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was good. Um, again, I agree. Bully Ray just, you know, his age and, and whatnot, considering, you know, his long career as part of the Dudleys, to see him solo for so many years and the fact he hasn't really lost much of a step is really impressive. And, you know, I, I was a little more invested in this match because this whole Scott Demore thing that's been going on and I, I have been enjoying that. Um, I, I still think it's crazy that the size that Scott Demore is could pull off a beautiful Canadian destroyer the way he does. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, it, it was good. And again, yeah, it, the, the cr- dead crowd... Um, for me, when Eric came out, did hurt the match. Uh, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't as blo- like marked out the way you two did. I was like, oh, Eric's back. Okay, cool. I like watching Eric Run- Young wrestle. So I was just happy to see that opportunity for him to see him wrestle again. Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, well, yeah, this isn't, it didn't feel the way that it should have done. Uh, but I, I give this match a four. Um, I, I, I did enjoy this, this match. I, I really did. Brilliant. All right. So, so far, highest score on the match card so far is a four from everybody else. I gave it 4.5. So we're in the higher echelons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> X Division Championship up next. Leo Rush versus Chris Sabin. This was going to be Sam's uh, second match as part of the event center tonight. But we, we opted to do one each. I'm just going to go with this. Cracking. Loved every minute of it. Four and a half out of five. Yeah, exactly the same. Four out of four. It, it was it was short, sweet, perfect. It carries on the the bad child 
gimmick that um, Leo Rush is just superb on. I'm a massive Leo Rush fan. I could probably do half a show about him just with the love. I've always been a fan of him. Mm. Um, I, I, if I ever met that man in life, I fully admit I will be starstruck and I, my hands would be shaking. Um, I fully admit. <laughs> but because I think, I think he's amazing. Um, he has been, even when he used to shout out, Bobby, when he was in WWE with Bobby Lashley. Mm. Um, my man, Bobby yeah. Lashley. <laughs> but he, my honestly, man. Like, I love the fact he didn't let him out of the jacket. He didn't do that. It carried on that hill. And to have him with the X Division title around his waist, and then on top of that, him versus Kushida are going to be some amazing matches. Well, you, you think about the fact that Leo Rush is WWE, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. And this is where I think you are finally getting to see the real Leo Rush. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love it. He's had he, some appearances he, the past year. He's, he's been in um, progress. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Pro, New Japan, But I think this is where you're seeing the proper Leo Rush. He yeah. is cocky. He's arrogant. He's grown as a performer. He's going to have a massive impact, no pun intended, on storylines going forward. And like you, Sam, yes, I want to see Rush versus Kushida. I would like to see Saban back in the title mix again. However. I'm not totally convinced Saban should be in the X Division anymore. Um, but that's my opinion. Uh, I'm entitled to it. Like I said, four and a half out of five for me. Four and a half out of five for Sam. Stefan, what did you give for this one? I gave that on a four as well. So you gave it a four. So not yeah. bad, respectable, respectable yeah. score. Unlike Sam, who said it was short and sweet, for me, I wanted it to go a little bit longer. That for, that for me, I just... Wanted a bit longer. Uh, Chris Saban couldn't have it much longer. He was going into the match already with a slight little bit of injury, from what I've, I've read. Plus, also the whole fact of the official, like the officials being ringside, that was kind of because out outside of the ring, kayfabe, there was slight issues going on. You, you gotta love professional wrestling, don't you? This is where I, <laughs> this next match is where I think the pay per view took a little bit of a nosedive. Mm. Um, World Tag Team Championships, Subculture, Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster. Um, defeated ABC, which is Ace Austin and Chris Bay, and Brian Myers and Moose, Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan. Now, in my notes, I've put here what the proverbial is Sammy Callahan doing in tag team action? I thought it was a mess. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, with the names that are involved, I expected better. Um, I expected some form of chaos, but, but for a better... Uh, better reasons, but not for me. And I'm just going to leave it with my rating. And I gave that a two. Okay. I didn't go quite that bad. I gave it a three. Um, I think it's great that the Brits have, have won. It's all Brits, right? Mm. Great that the Brits have won the tag team titles. I just think that I've never been the biggest fan of Moose in ring. I think he's good, but he's not amazing. Mm. Um, but Sammy Callahan is a main eventer. It's a former Impact World Heavyweight Champion on multiple occasions, now in the tag team ranks. Um, yeah, it it, it, it's, it it was placed well, I think, on the card, because that was your cool-down match, leading into your, bless you, leading into your, um, into your final three headliner matches. I gave it a three, um, second lowest match on the card for me. Sam? Yeah, it got a three for me. Um, I felt it was a bit of a cluster flush. Um <laughs> That's my PG version. Um, I have a lot of respect for Morgan Webster personally. Um, I'll happily talk about that in the future. Um, he, I, I 
they quite likely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Um, but he is amazing. Uh, Mark Andrews, amazing. ABC, amazing. Also, love the fact that they are called ABC. Um, mm. However, no offence to the other, other four men who were in the match. They shouldn't have been there. It should have been just a straightforward tag team match. Good old tag team match between a ABC and Subculture. Like, we're we're going to get really stuffed here, aren't we? We're going we're to end up with a forbidden door with impact, and we'll have the ABC versus the BCC versus the BCG. <laughs> well, but I, honestly, I felt it. I was just left going, "What was that? Like, why am I watching?" I agree. Why am I watching Callahan in tag team action? Mm. Why am I watching Moose being with Brian Myers? It's, and I love Brian Myers. Don't get me wrong, but I just felt it didn't click. It, it's, it didn't work. It was very much, oh, we want to get all these amazing styles onto one show. It didn't work. It just reminded me of what they're trying to do with AEW, this blind eliminate, this blind tag team tournament thing where random people are paired up. It just felt, because, you know, I can't say I watch Impact every week, but I try and watch it where I can. But, you know, Rich Swan, from what I remember, was a face. Sammy Callahan was a heel back when I last watched it. So it seemed a weird pairing. I'm kind of having his face now. <laughs> Great. Okay. That doesn't work either. That don't, I was just going to say Callahan and face don't work. Don't Call, work. Callahan's a heel. He's too when ruthless he's to be a face. When his name is Death Machine, it's a very hill name. You don't go, he should, he should be like the flower machine, not the Death Machine. He's a Care Bear. He's, <laughs> he's a Care Bear. He's very ruthless. He's, he's, he's my little Callahan. He's Rainbow Dash or, uh, or, yeah. or something. God. The one thing I will say, though, the one I feel like this match would have worked if it was an elimination match. Like, if yeah. a team mm. was pinned, like, that meant they're out. Or even, like TNA have done in the past, where they've done multiple tag teams in an elimination tag team match where one member is eliminated, the other half isn't still, so oh, they can no. still be in the yeah. match. It's a way it's a bit it's messy then, it's it? different. But then also that would have been a cluster flush. It should have been either just two tag teams or elimination tag team match. Well, let's just put it this way: at least they didn't do the tag team reverse battle royal in the cage. Oh god! Oh, next, shivers. Oh, next. Oh, next. Now, next match. We're now in what I would call the triple main event of Slammiversary. This is the top three matches, and this is where the scores really did ramp up. So. We got the grudge match. Eddie Edwards with Aisha Edwards facing off against Frankie Kazarian with Tracy Brooks, a TNA original, who is still smoking hot, right? This was a grudge match. This was hardcore. This had everything but the kitchen sink. This got a four. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, what, what, for, why, 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 why? For Freaky me, books. oh god, here <laughs> we go. Um, Kazarian, um, I've always liked Kazarian, and you know, I, I still love the fact that he can still put on a, a really good match. Uh, it, it was good, it, it was good again. It was one of the better matches of the night. Um, for me, I still feel just from my perspective, could have been a little bit better. Um, but I went 3.5 on that one. You're a tough critic of this pay-per-view. I Sam, am all, all of them now. <laughs> Sam, what did you go for? Uh, I went four-star. Um, I thought it was a really good match. It felt a bit of like an old-school old TNA style. 
Um, I wanted, I, I almost wanted certain past wrestlers to come back and be involved somehow. But I liked the fact that it wasn't, it was just their misses. I love the, 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 the misses having the scrap. Might have helped by the fact that it was Tracy Burks. Um, always been like a childhood crush style, style thing. Um, but yeah. and, still and, absolutely smoking. And Sam, you are again future endeavoured. Um, <laughs> so you, you've given it a four. Stefan, a 3.5. I've given it a four. Now it's the double main event. This is, and I'm going to just put this as I put it in my notes, the Impact Knockouts World Championship match. The GOAT, Diana Perrazzo, facing off against Trinity Fatu. Now, Trinity went over in this. I think we all expected hmm. Trinity to it go over given, yeah. if we were going to do predictions for this. I got two things that come out of it. One, Diana Perrazzo is quite simply the biggest female attraction in impact wrestling at the moment she got the charlotte flair entrance yeah. mm. the violin the coming down the ring the grobe i mean she is a goat without a doubt and i'm not saying she's a bear i'm saying she's the greatest of all time she was impressive trinity to me trinity is completely refocused she's re-energized she looks the same as WWE, but she's got a different edge to her. She She's acting different in the ring. I think she's got that release now from the confines of the WWE machine and the style. And it worked. And it got a five. You couldn't go anywhere else with it. It was a five. It got a four for me. Uh, it wasn't quite a five star. Um, none, of the, none, none of the matches got five star. I got a 4.5, obviously, you already talked about. Um, but for me... The this match, I wanted it. I, if we did a prediction for it, it'd have been Perazzo for me. Um, I wanted her to win. I thought she was going to win. I thought it was the whole hype for Trinity for her to lose. Um, but I still think she was amazing. That a brilliant performance by her. Brilliant, but and the entrance for Diana, oh, amazing. Um, I also like the fact that every once in a while in the match, she did a little nod of the head to her own other half, Steve Macklin. It was almost like the little. The little things he does in the ring, like taunts to the crowd, she did. And I thought, what a nice little touch. He was supposed to be at this pay-per-view, but because of injury, he can't. So she was like, I will make little remarks, little respects to him. But she, yeah, four-star match. She's tremendous. I, I just yes. Diana Perrazzo is brilliant. And WWE in, dropped the ball. Yeah, I, think, oh, yeah. I think AEW have as well, because yeah. you know, the contract came up for renewal recently. She, they should have snapped her up. Oh, her, oh, yeah. her Britt Baker... DMD would have been phenomenal. Uh, I, I, yeah, would have been money. If they ever do a crossover again, I hope they do that match. Um, okay, so that one has been scored. Impact World Championship. I, I didn't score it. I haven't scored oh, it. Okay, sorry, Stefan. Uh, for me, that's a four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was good. Uh, we, we talked about it in recent weeks about, you know, when we had the... Um, the, the New Japan Women's Championship, when it's a case of like, it delivers on everything you want from a from a wrestling, women's wrestling match. This just slightly fell short of that pinnacle that we had with uh, Mercedes Monet. Um, but for me, it was still very, very good. And again, one of the better matches of the night. Okay, perfect. That brought us on to the main event. The Impact World Championship on the line. Alex Shelley, Motor City Machine Gun. First, rin, uh, first, first run with the Impact World title. Uh, defeating Nick Aldis. It got a five-star from me. I think, even though the match may not have been 
amazing. It may not be the match that you look back on in two years' time and go, that was Alex Shelley's finest moment or Nick Aldis's finest moment. It was the build that played a part in this one. The promo packages. This was Impact doing promos the best that I've seen them do promos in recent memory. Nick Aldis, for as much as people criticize this guy, he can call... Cork. He can talk, he can cut a promo, he can work, and he can make a static stuffed piece of cardboard come alive. I'm not saying Alex Shelley is cardboard. Alex Shelley played off on that. And actually, who was the heel in this? Because legitimately, Mm. Alex Shelley coming off saying, it's companies on my shoulders, I've worked so hard for this, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Mm. Right? So who was the heel? Who was the face? It was an interesting yeah. thing. It was a five for me. The build-up, the match. Shelley going over was the right result as well. It was too quick to put it onto Aldis. Aldis is now gone. He's rumoured to be going to WWE as a producer. Rumoured. Oh, yeah, as a producer. I can understand. Yeah. Um, go, on, go on, go on, Sam. I'll give you, I'll give you, you give your score for this one. Uh, 4.5, uh, joint with the X Division match. Um I thought Shelley versus Aldous was going to be money. It turned out to be, what was it? Money. And I, literally, for me, it was superb. I, I, I loved it. But what, what a surprise that my two 4.5 matches have the Motor City Machine Guns in. Mm. I love them. I, I, I'm a, I've always been a fan. I think they're brilliant. The fact you have Nick Aldous in that match, I'm very, very jealous of Mr. Andy Evans for interviewing him about 10,000 million times. Three times. Um, yeah, it just feels like a million times. Um, times. I'm very jealous. I, I, I think the guy's amazing. Um, and he put on that match, if one of them failed, if Alex failed, Nick picked it up. If Nick failed, Alex picked it up. That's how I truly felt about that match. This two, these two are chemistry, and it goes back yeah. to the tag team days where it was motorcycle machine guns versus the British invasion. The, these two Great. had it; they had chemistry, and they put on a clinic. It was a testify, uh, absolute amazing clinic. Stefan, what did you rate it? Oh, this is going to be controversial. I, I gave it a three point five. Okay, I've wanted to do this for a while now. The, Bye. The... <laughs> <laughs> No, honestly, the build-up to it was exceptional. No, I, I cannot fault the build-up. I went into this expecting it to be much better than what it delivered. Now, I take all your points on board, but for me, I watched it and I was just like, mm, it's not what I expected it to be like. Uh, you know, it, it just, for me, just didn't. It, it, it didn't live up anywhere near the expectations I had for it. I, I think that's a, I think that's the problem with professional wrestling. We've all got expectations to go higher yeah. than what a match can actually deliver. Yeah. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I knew. I obviously, I, I again uh, knew Alex Shelley would would come off this uh, as as a win, and, and I agree with that. It was the right, correct result. It would have been too soon for for Aldis to win that. We'll see what he does next. If he does go to WWE, um, we'll, we'll see there. But um, I'm happy for Alex Shelley. I mean, he deserves the run. Uh, but it was a very good match. It just, for me, it just didn't live up to the hype. Uh, so for me, it's 3.5. Okay, so we've all scored the pay-per-view. Now, what we need to do as part of the end of Road to Five Star is come up with what we think the pay-per-view actually delivered. Now, majority of my scores have been high fours, um, even a couple of fives. So I've given the pay-per-view four out of five. I'm going 3.5. Okay. Five. All right. And Sam? 
I'm going four as well um, because obviously I gave it a few threes, a few fours, a few 4.5s. It was not a full five star. Um, it wasn't a 4.5. It was a four. It, I thought it was a really, really good pay-per-view. Um, it will be one I'll watch again. Obviously, like I said, there is two or three matches I might not watch again, but the rest of it I will. Um, I would even recommend it for people to watch it. I'd say miss that match, miss that match. But the rest of it, amazing. I thought it was a really, really good one. It for me it ended a great re a great, uh, put my teeth in being Jonathan Ross a great week of wrestling. I felt like it was a, it was almost like the little little dot at the end of a, of the sentence that was the week of wrestling last week. Absolutely, mm. couldn't agree more. So to come up with a collective score out of five, I think it's only fair if we do the average. I think you go with a four, four point five on the basis that you two have scored it higher than me. So I think that outweighs mine. I think that would be more fair to go with the majority on it. That's my my thoughts on it. Thanks for for for, for just, saying just, that because I was going with four anyway. But yeah. thank you. <laughs> That's what you get for being the lead host. You know, you can make these decisions. The right. Yeah, the lead host with the master. Right, let's quickly look at the news. We're running over time. This is some of the headlines for this week. This is, where is it? Newsline. All right. Now, normally on Newsline, we would give you the top five headings. However, we're not going to do that this week. Here are a couple of the big news stories coming out uh, over this past week. Kicking off with Cody Rhodes on his relationship with the elite. Now, did you know, ladies and gentlemen, or and just gentlemen, um, that Cody Rhodes still does keep in touch with members of the elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, because they've used being the elite footage in the brand new Peacock documentary, which was officially unveiled last night. Cody confirmed that he does speak with his former co-workers and fairly regularly. Uh, he noted that without the Bucks graciously allowing be being the elite footage to be used, it probably could not have happened. Rhodes said that even if he never shares a ring with the Bucks and Omega again, they're bonded for life due to what they did together and i think you know that's nice because we heard a lot of controversy about the evps and, and their relationship when when Rhodes left um it's good to know that they've you know they should be proud all elite is a cracking company they've done mm. so well since 2019 absolutely yeah i mean this is i don't get why there has to be all this speculation that because someone used to be a big part of something and has moved on to pastures new elsewhere that there's this assumption collected assumption among fans that there must be some sort of like issue there or they, they, they don't have contact with each other and things like that i mean we know there was a few frictionless issues here and there they already said they spoke up and they said all oh, that was ironed out ages ago and whatnot and fair play i'm i'm, I'm glad that they've Allow, have been allowed to WWE have been allowed to use footage from being elite as part of the documentary because it is such a significant part of the journey of the American Nightmare. I mean, absolutely. Uh, so I applaud them for that. We'll have to wait and see how much because mm. this is on Peacock, not on the WWE Network. Mm. Well, <clears throat> there are other ways. Uh, <laughs> Next month, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, next month, it's August. And mm. coming out... Oh, no. What? Coming, 
coming out of August is a pay per view called All In. A week before, never heard of it, Andy. Never heard of it. If you we check out birthday. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. Uh, <laughs> UK superstar Soraya has said that she has her eyes set on Championship Gold at All In, but that would mean she would have to face Tony Storm mm. or Kira Satlander. So they're not going to go after Tony Storm, are they? But I no. also can't see them putting Soraya in against the TBS Women's Championship and not going after the AW Women's Championship. It, it doesn't, not for the first run. Yeah, you know, I think that it would be a brilliant little touch. Tony Storm retains at um, All In and Soraya gets the TBS. So then the out, outcast, or out, out, outside, whatever you want to call them, they both have the titles. Do you know what? Well, yeah, that would be quite cool. But do you know what could also be quite a nice, nice little thing is if they go to a WAW event, uh, which is Paige uh, Soraya's home promotion, Ricky Knight. Uh, Tony Khan announces that there is a TNT Women's World Championship match taking place at an event, the WAW win. Uh, Soraya, Soraya Knight, not, not Soraya from AEW, defeats Tony Storm for the mm-hmm. AEW Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. And then Soraya comes out, beats the mother up, gets the pin, and Soraya is the AEW Women's World Championship and walks in. That would be Wembley great. And walks in to Wembley Stadium. I just think for me that she would capture the gold at Wembley because of the reaction that she would probably get at Wembley for capturing the title there as opposed to arriving as champion. Bear but, in mind, bear in mind, we are six weeks away from mm. all in. No matches have been announced yet. No matches have mm. been signed, not even been predicted. The outcasts and Britt Baker uh, feud seems to have sizzled out because of Jamie mm-hmm. Hayter's shoulder injury. She's out until October. Could we see a face turn by either Tony Storm or Soraya to Pro- set the possibly. match up it all in? Possibly. See, this is the thing. I'm still curious. I've got this suspicion that um, the day, I think that it's the day before uh, Progress have got their show and it's called It's Clobbering Time. And uh, because of the For the Love of Wrestling um, convention that took place back in April uh, with a lot of AEW stars there and a lot of them were getting into a few little uh, war of words and that with some of the progress talent as well. I wouldn't be surprised if something goes down that's quite significant at the, that progress show and carries over into All In. Uh, what, I don't know, uh, I, but I think there's going to be some surprises. I think there's going to be a few surprise appearances at that progress show, and I do think it's going to affect, uh, have some kind of influence over some of the card on All In. Well, if it's called clobbering time, it would kind of insinuate that a certain Chicago native might be making right. an appearance. Although I thought progress were quite in bed with WWE still, so they... Well, I don't know because um, no longer are they on the network. Uh, they've all the, that deal was all done. Yeah, but uh, I thought they were so also. A, sure. I thought they were also a feeder territory into WWE. But <laughs> I'm, I might be wrong on that. Um, okay, last bit of news for this week. A uh, bit of a controversial one. This one. Gonna gonna touch on it. TMZ, uh, good old TMZ, mm. are reporting that former MLW middleweight champion Teddy Hart was arrested on June the fourteenth after being pulled over by cops for running a red light in Florida. After smelling burnt marijuana in Hart's car, which TMZ was so good to add was a 2022 Mustang, uh, the officers asked to search the vehicle and found multiple bags of pills and later tested 
positive for MDMA, which is otherwise known as ecstasy. Another bag was obtained that was later confirmed to be anabolic steroids. Hart was booked on two felony charges of possession of MDMA, possession of a controlled substance without a prescription. Fortunately for Teddy Hart, he was released on Saturday and still able to make a booking on Sunday. The 43-year-old star has been arrested numerous times over the years. It's not a funny story. Um, How many more times is Teddy Hart going to get the hint? Between him and Jack Evans, you know, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing else to say on it, but it's just, it's, it's, it's got to stop. Um, you know, I mean, how many times we're hearing these stories coming out about the talent and that, and I mean, I can understand life on the road must be extremely difficult and that, but you've got to understand that when you're in the public eye and you uh, are looked up to by kids and whatnot, you've got to still keep an example. If you've got private issues and demons, this is why there's a lot of support out there now. You know, you need to speak to someone. If it was just him doing it for the sake of doing it because he wanted to party hard or whatever, then no, no, that's that's not good. If anything, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't book him. Nothing. Because uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's bad. I wouldn't want someone like that getting into my locker room and potentially influencing some of the up-and-comers by saying this is the way, um, this you know, uh, of progressing and that because it's not. It's a tricky one, isn't it? I mm. mean, you know, he is he is a, a a legendary performer in in so many different ways, but at the same point, he's also a complete nut job. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's true because he's, it, the fact before he was he left MLW, wrestlers were leaving the dressing room. They'd get dressed quicker, like come come to the dressing room way before they should have been doing. And be sitting somewhere else. They didn't want to be near him. That tells a lot. It does. You, you also look at the guy. If he hadn't got gone down this path, what he would have become would have been amazing. I think he would have been WWE bound. He would have been a mate in that form of be a big star. Mm. But he, his, he's his own wrongdoing. He's a bit like nowadays ultimate bloody warrior when it comes to let going down his own wrong, wrong path. The the what's it called the um. The unbreakable, like uh, ultimate warrior, they were saying. Well, it's the unbreakable Teddy. Teddy, the, Teddy Hart. The problem is, I think you know, it's it's a shame because Teddy Hart could have been a, a major player. Didn't happen, but we'll keep your eye. We'll keep you updated on this story. He's, he's heading into his mid forties now as well. So, I mean, time's not on his side, and he, if he's going to waste the rest of whatever career he's got left, then you know, it's going to happen now. Well, we'll keep you updated on this story as it breaks over the next few weeks here at TSC. But uh, we're going to start wrapping up the show. But before we do that, um, I want to draw your attention to something on screen right now. And that is this. Sam, take it away. Let's have a chat about Genesis. PWD Genesis. Saturday, November 4th. I was about to say, you don't even know the date of the show, mate. Literally... Guys, uh, we are our tickets are live. They've been live since the fourth of July. Um, we have an amazing, amazing main event already been announced. We've got NXT UK's Tate Mayfair's. We've got one of the best wrestlers in the UK scene, Kelly Six, versus in a, in a, in a triple threat against Nathan Angel who is up and coming. He is already being touted for big things in the next year or two. You want to get yourself 
to St. Oldham's Church Hall in Branksome in Poole on the 4th of November. Our doors open at three o'clock. Our, our first bell is at four o'clock. And why? Because we want to make it a family event. It's, it's going to go out with a bang, a bit like that weekend because it being firework weekend. Adults are £10. Children are £5. Family are £25, which is a bargain. Tickets are now on sale through our QR code and also through the link on our socials. And also, if you need, if you want to contact me, I'm on prowrestledorset at gmail.com. Send me a message if you're having problems getting tickets anyway. I'll help, I'll get, we'll get it sorted. We've also got an amazing tag team match to open the whole show. And that'll be good Goff Almighty, who are a hard-hitting team versus the Fresh Arts, who, can I just say, are pretty damn good. And they are from around this, these parts and they are ready to party hard, but break some hearts. Trust me, this is hard-hitting tag team match. Next week, we have got our next match going to be announced. We've also got two massive matches. We've got the main event, which we just talked about, the triple threat. But we've also got a battle royal. More information will come out on future shows about the battle royal. But trust me, I'm getting a lump in my throat because I'm so proud. It's been my promotion that I'm growing and I literally can't wait. So please, buy your tickets. Come along. And you will see some stars who are from all around this country who deserve to be shown to you guys at home. Please come along because, oh, my God, I may just be saying it's been my promotion, but I know I mean it. And I know people love it. They are all amazing. And they from all someone, deserve a chance. From someone who's worked uh, with one of these individuals you've just uh, revealed, Annette, I have to, if you're not familiar with him, you've got to see Goff Daddy Xander live. I tell you, this, this kid is absolutely Brilliant. He is entertainment extraordinaire. Honestly, I love everything he's that I've ever seen him do. And that uh, just uh, when he hits that high daddy bit and that cover your ears because it's high pitch. But yeah, what a treat. And that main event. Can't wait for that. Let's give you the details one more time. So if you would like to be a part of Genesis, you can be. All you need to do is head down to St. Oldham's Church in Branksome in Poole. It's BH 1386BD. Uh, I've got my glasses on. Uh, Saturday, November the 4th for Genesis. Uh, tickets are £10 per adult, £5 for child, or £25 for a family of four. Doors open at three. Bell time is four o'clock. Now, if you want to know more about the talent that is going to be appearing on Genesis, then look no further because staying on this show in the run-up to Genesis, we're going to be featuring talent interviews with some of the big performers from PWD. Now, I'm going to be a part of the show. I'm one of the commentary team. In fact, I'm the lead commentator. I'm the head commentator. Here we go I'm, again. I'm the boss. Uh, joining me on commentary, we can now announce, is going to be former TSC uh podcast podfather alumni lee tires who has also done all the graphics for pwd and i'm sure everybody will agree has done an absolute stellar job sam pro wrestle dorset is going to be cracking it's only a few months away now uh as a promoter as you're uh, we're beginning to wrap the show up what does it mean for you to put on a show in your hometown your home county so uh i have been a wrestling fan since I can remember. My brothers were massive wrestling fans. I always dreamed to be a wrestler. That came to a halt at some point because of a shoulder injury and a heart condition. 
when I had my heart surgery back in 2016, my doctor literally said, you can't step foot in a ring wrestling. You can do anything else because he was a wrestling fan himself, so it helped. But then was when I thought, right, at one day, I am going to open my own promotion, be it on my own or be it with other people. The start of this year was a bit bleak for a few reasons and personal reasons. And I turned to my wife and I said, I'm opening it. She was like, what do you mean? I'm starting with my promotion. She was like, go on then. And I started my promotion. And I literally have run, gone from there. It means so much. I'm from Paul. I'm a born and bred in Paul. I was born in St. Mary's Hospital in Paul. Uh, I literally, all my family's there. I'm going to see my family this weekend. I'm probably going to do get them to get involved with putting out posters. Um, if you're in the Paul area and you want to help put out posters, contact me. Once we get them going, putting around, we're going to get them up everywhere. We are going to make sure we're going to make a massive, massive footprint. We're going to be literally stomping mud holes every single and anywhere we like in Dor Dorset. We are pro wrestling Dorset and we can't <laughs> wait for it. And I literally, it mean, it warms my cockles in the heart for it. And literally, I, I, I'm buzzing for it. It's going to be great. I mean, I'm looking forward to being part of it. I haven't been part of a wrestling promotion for about five years now since UPW. But, you know, what I will say to everyone who, if you're thinking about it, the amount of work that is going on behind the scenes to make mm. sure that this is a cracking show. We've literally got a team um, pulling our hair out, making sure that graphics are done, that matches are done, that social media is looked after, that you've got different ways of, of getting content out there and, and information. Uh, all thanks to this man for bringing us together. So uh, stay also, tuned. A massive shout out. If anyone's listening to this show, and has ever been interested in being a sponsor for a wrestling company, they can have their name over stuff. But wants to be a sponsor for a wrestling promotion, contact me at prowrestledorset at gmail.com because it is, we're going to make a big things. In We have got big plans. And if you want to be involved in that way, it, you're, you will be missing a heartbeat if you missed that opportunity. I'm just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, don't think about it. Just do it. We will put all of the contact details for Sam, for Pro Wrestle Dorset, for, the, for the, the, the tickets in the narrative, both here on YouTube and on the archive. That's it for us. We are done just under the two-hour mark. Uh, what did you think of the new format? Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Uh, did you like the comments? Did you agree with the matches that we picked? Did you agree with the, com with the commentary? We haven't done any commentary. Did you agree with the match? scores that we gave Slammiversary, let us know on social media. You can do that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and right here on YouTube at TSC Wrestling Podcast. I've got a I've got a, uh, a question for all of you. In fact, I've got a request and I've got a massive request and it's a bit of a beg and I'm going to beg it. Please comment and like our videos. Like, comment and share. We want to get a conversation going with you guys and we want your voices to be heard on the show. So if you've got a burning question or a burning comment about this edition of the podcast, what we've said, do you agree or disagree? Let us know and we will use them going forward. Just please keep them clean. Um <laughs> You can tweet us at TSC Wrestling Pod, or you could do the old-fashioned email, which is squaredcirclepodcast2022 at gmail.com or studio at squaredcirclepodcast.com. You can contact us on that way. If you're listening to us, uh, watching us on YouTube, and you're going, do you know what? I want to listen to the dulcet tones of these three in my ears. Well, you can do. You can listen to the podcast, and you can subscribe on Google, 
Amazon, Spotify, Apple, all other main podcast providers. Please do. And if you subscribe on Apple, again, please leave us a review. A five star. It really does help us go up the ratings and bring you those guests. And that's it for us. That's it. Thank you for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it. We're back. We'll be back next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Not sure yet. Uh, Really depends on a lot of different factors. Last comment, Stefan, last, literally last word. 60 seconds on the clock goes now. Yep. Again, as I said, uh, my retirement, um, it, it sucks and that, but uh, you'll still get me on commentary. Um, so, yeah, uh, tune in and definitely get down to Pro Wrestle Dorset. And, uh, and actually, finally here, Andy having to put up with Kieran Cross and that, because if Andy can put up with me, he can't deal with Cross. So get your tickets, support PWD, and we'll see you in November. Sam, last words? Uh, all I can say is we're three dudes with tattoos. It's been too sweet. That's a new t-shirt. I need to get Lee to make up some t-shirts. Uh, for me, thanks for joining us. As always, great show. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking with us over the past couple of weeks. Thanks to subscribers on YouTube. We are, we, we've shot up by about 30 new subscribers in the space of a few days. Thank you so much. Really, genuinely really appreciate it. We will see you next week. Until then, We will see you at the matches. Take care. Good night for now.